What's up, aliens? It's Big Al. Welcome to another Dumb Sports Empire. Here it is. College football season is here. This is the college football only show. No NFL, no baseball, no nothing. We are going to talk college football through and through. Um, so let's jump into it. A couple of the games already started, but we're going to go right into one of the best contracts in human history. Maybe sports history. For sure, sports history. So Nick Saban got an extension at Alabama. He gets extensions almost yearly. I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but let's look at why Nick Saban gets contract extensions almost yearly. So Nick Saban seems like every year signs a new 9-10 million or 9-10 year deal um, to remain the Alabama head football coach. Um, this man's contract is set up to where he is always, I believe, in the top three, the top of the top three paid coaches in the SEC which is a crazy contract because people are getting new contracts every year. I think this one was Kirby Smart got an extension and immediately that upgraded Nick Saban into extension. So most coaches get extensions for good performance, stuff like that. Obviously Nick Saban's had very consistent, amazing performance. So his contract extension gets upgraded because Kirby Smart gets upgraded and he has to remain in the top three. That's a fantastic contract when you look at the good contracts of sports history, Bobby Bonilla, every July 1st, that man makes a million dollars from the New York Mets, and he hasn't uh, played since like the 80s or 90s or whatever it is. You got Ken Griffey Jr. still getting paid by the Reds, I believe, and Nick Saban, who signed this deal, that was years ago. It was over five years ago Nick Saban signed this deal that whenever an SEC coach gets a raise or gets an extension and bumps him out of the top three paid coaches in the SEC, he automatically gets a bump to be back in the top three and definitely worth it. Like no one else is more deserving of that kind of love from a university or anything like that. The man has brought Alabama six. He has six total. I think five, five champ national championships at Alabama and one at LSU. Um, probably underpaid. So it's like a nine year, $93 million deal. The first year is at 10.7. And then the last year the deal is 12.7 but with inflation and with sec schools continuing to pay coaches it's just going to keep going up and up the deal retires or the deal um is done when he's 78 years old i don't know he loves it a lot you can tell but how long does saban keep going i mean if he keeps getting paid more and more and more why not why stop you know his kids are already grown he's got grandkids everything like that but um yeah nick saban monster extension congrats to him the rich get richer paying for national championships so he can pay for NIL deals for his players, maybe. The um, Speaking of NIL, I have two. I think we already talked about NIL deals that are kind of my favorite NIL deals right now. We talked about DeColdis Crawford getting the HVAC deal in Nebraska. DeColdis went viral for his name, obviously in high school, DeColdis. He is DeColdis around. But he got an HVAC deal in Nebraska, and a commercial came out. This commercial was so funny. It talks about, he's just, he's not a good actor, so it's just him being in this commercial. He, I don't know how much he got paid. I don't know how much he got paid. But Dakotas Crawford stars in um, his own commercial. But my favorite, my second favorite one came out, and that's 51 
college linemen across i was a bunch of different schools it was like ucf it was like georgia tech it was a bunch of random schools but 51 linemen across the country have received nil deals from hooters and hooters just went out found 51 big hosses and decided to sponsor them so free wings for those guys that's a hell of a deal i'm not a big hooters guy but i do like their wings so i'll definitely go for their wings but nil deals continue to to be hilarious i love them keep them coming keep paying players and i think we're gonna get a fantastic product from it i mean a lot of a lot of players are still trying to get to the nfl and everything like that but to get to college and to get paid a ton of money i think a usc commit just signed a deal with a local um so he's from los alamitos california malachi nelson i believe he just signed a deal with a local dealership they gave him like a g-wagon so this kid's a senior in high school literally driving a g-wagon he's already got an agent he's got a bunch of stuff and he's only a senior in high school it's crazy what direction we're going, but strap onto the rocket and enjoy the ride, baby. So, with our college football show, I'm going to do the top 25. We're going to um, not rank them. They're obviously ranked, but I'm going to go through the top 25. I'm going to tell you who's good, who's overrated, who's not good. And we're just going to go apeshit on this. So... Number one, Alabama, 54 first-place votes. No surprise there. Lost in the national championship game last year. Returning Bryce Young, their Heisman Trophy winner. Even when they lose people, like, they're never bad, right? Even when Tua got hurt that one year and they ended up um, losing to LSU, they fell out of, like, the top ten. That was, like, the worst year ever for them, just not even being in the top ten. But Alabama, number one, no surprises there. Then you got Ohio State, number two. Um, I think Ohio State can make a very good argument to be number one. Everyone's predicting these two to be in the national championship this year, and I, I'm i for it. I'd love a, a national championship with Alabama and OSU because you got C.J. Stroud. you got um, Ohio State is absolutely loaded at receiver. So they lose Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, but then you got Jackson Smith and Jigba, Marvin Harrison Jr. Their class for this year was incredibly loaded at receiver. Their class for next year is already loaded at receiver. Ohio State number two with a strong argument for number one. I think Alabama ended up returning more people, so and they're better at reloading, so they just threw Alabama number one. Uh, Georgia number three, they got three first-place votes. Ohio State got six uh, first-place votes. No one else got any, but um, Georgia... They lost a lot on their defense. They had Stetson Bennett at quarterback. I don't know if that's like a a big win for them or anything, but they're always going to have a good run game. They need a good game manager like Stetson Bennett. They need to absolutely rebuild on defense. I think they got Nolan Smith, who could have gone pro but stayed. He's going to be solid. He got, um, what's his name, Keely Ringo, the guy that had the pick six. I think he was only a freshman um, last year. He got a pick six to seal the deal at the national championship game. He's really good. Uh, Clemson at number four. I don't know. Like Clemson, Clemson had such a downer year last year. You almost think that like they can't do it again, right? They can't possibly be that bad again. But we'll see. I don't know what their schedule looks like, but Pitt won that division last year, or that conference last year. So if you look at um, Florida State sucks. North Carolina State. North Carolina... NC State's ranked 13, I guess. Who else in the ACC is good? I 
think that's it. I think it's just Clemson. Miami's ranked at 16. They're not that good. Wake Forest is ranked 22nd. Yeah, so, I mean, Clemson, who knows? They got him ranked 4. DJ Uyangalale, hopefully he steps up. SoCal kid. So, hopefully, hopefully he plays a lot better this year than he did last year. Um, Clemson's a fun team, especially when they're winning national championships. So, I don't mind Clemson being good. Notre Dame. This is my first one where I really scratch my head. I hate Notre Dame. Notre Dame consistently puts out the same product year in and year out. And when they are good, they're getting blown out in the national championship game by Alabama or the semi 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 final game um, in the college football playoff. Those are their best years. They're just making it and then just shitting the bed. They can take the the hot girl to prom, but they can't seal the deal afterwards, right? Hopefully, it changes with Marcus Freeman, but. They just never take it over the top. And they got a tough schedule this year. They always play a tougher schedule. So um, if they can, I mean, it's, it's all about the quarterback. They never really have like a star quarterback. Anyway, Texas A&M, number six. I don't know if Texas A&M is actually this good. They keep having amazing recruiting classes. And it's insane how good their recruiting classes are. And then they just don't perform on the field. But they keep putting together these awesome classes I think Texas A&M is a fun team to watch when they're upsetting the Alabamas with Johnny Menzel and Mike Evans or when they're doing stuff like that, right? The Texas A&M team that loses to North Carolina in the bowl game, what, two years ago? That's a, it's a boring Texas A&M team. So six might be a little high, but I don't see anyone that's really that much better. Uh, Utah at seven. I think Utah ended very well last year. I think they only lost um, Devin Lloyd, their star linebacker. I think their quarterback's coming back. So we'll see about Utah. I'll talk about Utah a little later when I talk about USC. But, um, I mean, Utah could be good. We'll, we'll have to see. Michigan. Michigan, for making the playoff last year and returning a lot of people, they dropped kind of low to eight. I think Michigan will be solid. I'd honestly swap, like, Michigan and Notre Dame. I'd put Michigan at five. I don't think they really lost him. They got a quarterback battle between like J.J. McCarthy and shit. Who's the other guy? I don't know. I completely forgot. But Michigan ranked a little low for me, especially after making the college football playoff last year. Oh, they lose Aiden Hutchinson. <laughs> That's a big one. But And uh, David Ojabo. Those are the two best pass rushers they lost to the NFL this year. We'll see. That's not enough to drop them like four positions, though. Oklahoma, one of the biggest question marks in the top 25. I think they're going to be good because they're Oklahoma. They got a solid coach. They're recruiting. They lost a beat on recruiting, but then they jumped right back in. And their recruiting has been very strong. So I think Oklahoma will be good again. I think nine's a good spot for them because I think that if they're firing all cylinders, they could sneak into the college football playoff with no one being really that good in the Big 12. But... They could lose a couple games and not even be in the top 25. Like I, I see it going both ways with them. They've got a stacked quarterback room. I think they have a guy named Jackson Arnold. They have General Booty, another insane name in college football. General Booty was the nephew of John David Booty, the UFC quarterback, USC quarterback. You got Baylor at 10. Baylor won the Big 12 last year. Could be good again. I think they returned most of their people. I don't really know. I don't really remember anyone getting drafted from Baylor. 
Oregon at number 11. I hate Oregon so much. Being a USC fan, watching all these kids from Southern California bail on USC and go to Oregon is so annoying. Because Oregon was like the Seahawks where they were good in the early um, 20-teens, 2011-2012. And everyone jumped on their dick and everyone started worshipping Oregon. Oh, 200 million uniform combinations. Like, that's such bullshit. Oregon's got a new coach. They seem to be recruiting well still. Dan Lanning, of course, SEC coach. They start off with Georgia. Their first game's against Georgia. That's an L right there. But everyone expected to lose to Ohio State last year, and they beat the freaking crap out of Ohio State. So we'll see about that. Oregon 11, eh, probably right around where they should be. Number 12, Oklahoma State. All I can think about on Oklahoma State is Rodrigo from Hard Knocks being from Oklahoma State. That's it, really. I don't know how good they're going to be. This seems like really high for them. But I don't know enough to like talk crap about it. NC State, 13. Seems high for them, too. I don't really know anything either. I mean, what's good about NC State right now? Do they have some defense or... I don't know. I think they're usually decent on defense, so we'll say it's defense. Maybe Phillip Rivers came back for his final year of eligibility. Here we go. This is what the people have all been waiting for. USC at 14. I'm so excited. I haven't been this excited for USC football in a long time. Realistically, how I see the season going, I, pr- I screenshotted the schedule so we can talk about it. This season is such cake for USC. We've got two games that I think we can lose. That's it. And this is being realistic. I'm not even being biased. Like I hope you guys listen to my podcast and know that I'm not biased. I'm biased sometimes, but hope that I'm not just spewing nonsense for my, my teams and I'm realistic about things. I hope you saw that last week when I had my buddies on and talking about the Steelers, talking about the Browns. I wasn't going to say the Steelers are going to win the Super Bowl or anything like that. I was just being realistic about expectations, right? By the way, that was fantastic. I love having those guys on. They are welcome back anytime. Let me know how you felt about the guys. Let me know if I suck solo or you like having the guys on. Probably be a mixture of both. Definitely got to get them back for football season. That'd be great. But those guys are always welcome back. Um, USC schedule, we got Rice next Saturday. Should blow the shit out of Rice. USC at Stanford. Stanford sucks recently. Not ranked. Beat the hell out of Stanford. Fresno State, not ranked. They suck. Beat the hell out of them. Oregon State, sucks. Arizona State, they lost Jaden Daniels. Suck. Washington State sucks. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six. We should go into this game against Utah six and zero. Like no questions asked. Like I know back in the USC days when we were actually good, making the Rose Bowl every year, everything like that. There was always one stupid game we would lose that threw us out of like the national championship contention. Like we'd lose. We lost to Oregon State one year. We lost to Stanford when they really sucked one year, and that kicked us out of national ta- uh, championship. I think Mark Sanchez blew the game against Oregon State such a long time ago. I refresh my memory. We should be 6-0 going into Utah. And Utah's ranked 7, so I'm not going to say we're going to beat Utah. I think it'll be a good game. We've been in Utah's head a couple times in the past. But our confidence going into this game better be sky high. They couldn't have given Lincoln Riley an easier schedule. There's only two ranked teams on our schedule. It's USC here, in, or um, Utah here, and then we play Notre Dame to finish, I think. So... You got Utah, 7th ranked Utah, 
October 15th. That's going to be a good one. I'm excited for that. You got Arizona sucks. Cal sucks. After Cal, Colorado, not ranked. Kind of good sometimes. UCLA sucks. So we should be going into one, two, three, four. We should be going into Notre Dame 10 and 1 at minimum. Because of the cake gift of a schedule we got, we should be 10 and 1 going to fifth ranked Notre Dame. Last game of the season. Lincoln Riley better have all his stuff together. There's no way he should lose to any of those teams besides maybe Utah. And then we go into Notre Dame for a big one. Hopefully, my expectations for this year were Pac-12 South. Winning the Pac-12 South. You look at who's in there. UCLA sucks. Arizona, Arizona State suck. Colorado, Utah. Oh, maybe Utah's tough. Is Utah in the South or the North? Shit. I think they're in the South because Oregon and Utah always play in the Pac-12 championship game. But anyway, USC, if they win the South, fantastic. There's no reason why they shouldn't get into the, um, not the national championship. Whoa, slow down, Cowboy. Get into the Pac-12 championship game. Win the South, get in the Pac-12, make a, make a run for your money against Oregon. Beat an Oregon team, even if we're sitting at 10 and 2, 11 and 1, <clears throat> there's a realistic chance with this easy of a schedule, USC sneaks into the playoff. Like, I know that's saying a lot, and I'm, I'm not even trying to be biased, but you heard the, <laughs> you heard the schedule I just read off. It's Lincoln Riley could not have gotten a better gift of a schedule, and we need to really take advantage of these schedules because we got this year, I believe we got next year, and then 2024, we're headed to the Big Ten. We're going to have to play Ohio State. We're going to play Wisconsin. We're going to have to play the Iowas, the, who else is good? The Michigans, the Michigan States. We're going to have to play some good teams. So enjoy this two years of easy-ass schedule because we're going to need all the help we can get in a couple years. So that's USC at 14. I say 11-2. and two. That'd be fantastic for 11-2. and two. Nah, if we were 12-1, and one, that'd be fantastic. We gotta win one of those big games. All the other games, very winnable. That's my USC preview. Michigan State at 15. Don't really know anything about them. They played better than they were supposed to. I like their coach. Forgot his name. Mel Tucker, that's his name. Um, really like their coach. Miami, first-year coach Mario Cristobal. Fuck Oregon. I'm glad he dissed Oregon. Might actually be a fan of him just because he dissed Oregon like that. Pitt at 17. I like Pitt. Shout out to Willie, who's on the pod last week. He actually works for Pitt um, in their media graphics department. So kind of a cool job. I wish for all Pitt success. I wish for Keaton Slovis success, former USC guy. I think they'll be good. I think they'll make noise in the ACC again. Hopefully Clemson falls off. I think they would need Clemson to fall off again in order to win the ACC again. Um, No one else is really going to do anything. NC State won't do anything. You got Wisconsin at 18. Wisconsin always puts out a good product. They're fairly consistent with a good run game. Consistently, probably over the last, I'd say, 20 years. Wisconsin probably has the best offensive line year in and year out. Maybe Iowa's up there too. But year in and year out, Wisconsin's offensive line is solid. You got guys like Joe Thomas, Ryan Ramachek, guys like that coming out of there almost every year. Arkansas at 19. They made a lot of noise in the SEC last year. I'm going to stack. It's hard to root for an SEC team that's not Georgia and Alabama. I mean, not root for, but pick to win at least. 
you got Kentucky and Ole Miss at twenty twenty one. Same thing. I mean, it's hard to hard to say they're going to go beat an Alabama or they're going to go beat a Georgia. Or they're going to go be an LSU. Even LSU isn't even ranked this year. Oh shit, that's bad. Wake Forest at twenty two. I don't see them having any kind of close to the success that they had last year. Then you got Cincinnati at twenty three. Definitely not having the success of last year. They play in a dog shit conference, so they'll probably win that conference again. But they lost two guys, three guys to the draft that I can think of. Sauce Gardner, Desmond Ritter, and Alec Pierce. Shout out to white receiver named Alec Pierce. Fantastic name. Houston at 24. don't know a damn thing about Houston. BYU at 25. BYU is kind of annoying because they beat USC a few times the past couple years. But those are darker days. So it's all right. Football is back. College football is here. They played a couple games this weekend. I didn't really get a chance to... No, I didn't really watch anything. I thought it was cool that Nebraska and Northwestern played in Ireland, trying to grow the game a little bit. But of course, Nebraska lost by a score, because that's just so Nebraska. I think in the past... I forgot what the stat was exactly. I need a fact checker right here. But I think in the past four years, or three years... Nebraska's lost 25 games, and all of them have been by one score, which means if they score three to seven more points in a game, they could be winning national championships. They don't get blown out, which is impressive, but they don't finish games, which is shitty to be a fan. To go to every single game, imagine having season tickets, and you're like, oh, we lost by three points. Oh, we lost by five points. To do that every single time would infuriate me. So you motherfuckers can't game plan for a whole week and try to figure out how to score one more touchdown every week trash scott frost has been there for like five six years too it's amazing he still has a job anyway that's all i got that's the top 25 who's outside the top 25 that can make noise you got lsu has Jaden daniels from arizona state he transferred over there i like him because he's from like 10 minutes from where i grew up um sam Dino. shout out to the dirty dino um lsu could make some noise I don't really know anyone outside the anyone else outside the top twenty five that's like sticking out to me. Anyways, that's all I got, guys. Thanks for listening. Look forward to having those guys back on the podcast. Let me know what you think about college football. Interact with me. Comment on my stuff. You know who wasn't ranked in the top twenty five this year? Iowa, baby. Fuck yeah. All right, guys. Love always. Remember, Iowa sucks. <laughs>